Today we are thrilled to be speaking to a pro boxer with a record of 32 wins and just four losses, with 21 of those wins coming by knockout. He's a two-time Australian middleweight champion and has fought some of the biggest names in the business. Here is the one and only Michael Zarafa. All right, guys. So I would like to welcome with you today, Michael Zarafa. Hi, guys. Good. Good. Yeah. Really good. What we're wanting to know, Michael, is how did you start to pursue boxing and why did you? Uh, at age of seven, I, um, I was watching boxing. I love the sport. And, um, you know, I knew I could have that one fight and change my friends and family's life. Um, you know, all I, I knew you just needed a bit of dedication, a bit of discipline, which I had. You know, I was always that guy that never gave up. And even at seven years old, I walked into a boxing gym and I was like, you know, this is for me. My first pair of gloves I put on, I was like, you know, this is what I want to do. I didn't care about school. I didn't care about work. Um, I just wanted to be in a boxing gym and chase my dream. Who gave you those gloves? Uh, it was an old trainer, Sammy Andrula. Um, you know, he's old now and he's uh, he's a good man. But, you know, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't I wouldn't be where I am today. And um, you know, they say never forget where you started. So huge shout out to, uh, to old Sammy. Yeah, well, interesting. I actually have known Michael for a few years now. I used to train with Dwight Ritchie and Damien Morgan. So that's how we know him. So I've done a little bit of boxing background. How about you, Teague? So um, yeah, my knowledge as far as I've watched Creed recently. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, right, I'm, I'm pretty across it now. There we is, go. How accurate is it? Is it anything like what it is like in real life? Uh, no, I, look, I don't really watch boxing movies because I get – too um, political on them and I start like analyzing the, the fight scenes and you know doing this and doing that but um, you know the, the training and stuff like that it's, it's how it is it's a very lonely sport um, you know early mornings late nights you know with football and soccer and all these other sports as a team yep. um, but with boxing it's it's very lonely you know, yep. it's just you in there and I mean we just came in earlier to set up and we watched the last part of your training and like it's so, so intense. Like yeah. you were definitely in the zone. What's your training routine like and how do you stay motivated during those really intense training sessions? Um, to stay motivated, I just I just keep reminding myself that end goal, you know, that promise I made to myself when I was seven years old that, you know, I will be a world champion. I also tell my parents, you know, I'll sell out stadiums one day and, you know, I'm doing that now. But um, I just keep reminding myself, you know, that world title. I didn't care about the money. I was never motivated by the money, um, you know, or, or any of that glory or fame or anything like that. For me, it was just that title is being number one in the world, a world champion. And, um, you know, I never shied away from anything. You know, every setback I had, um, I just never lost faith. I just kept just kept believing in myself. And I knew that a bad day can only last for 24 hours. Um, you know, so some days I get up and it's shitty. But, you know, I just shrug it off, get in the gym. And even like today, today was a, a grueling day. It was hot. You know, you guys can feel the heat in here. Yeah, it's, it's yep, very hot. It's cooking, <laughs> but, um, you know, you just got to keep going. You know, 20% is better than 0%. Is there one particular line that you repeat to yourself or that is like your mantra? Yeah, BFG, uh, which is born yeah. for greatness. Um, for me, I just always tell myself, uh, you know, I was born for this. The cameras, the lights, all the, all the fighting. Um, you know, I said earlier, you know, I wish I was a singer, but it's just not, it's just not me. <laughs> yeah. you, know, for, you know, even when I was a little kid, you know, I was with my cousins and whatnot and my brothers and sisters and, you know, I'd always get pushed down and, and get back up and I just keep coming and yep. I never took no as an answer and same with boxing. Yeah, it's amazing what self-belief can do and you have the right mindset um, and if you believe in yourself, what you can achieve. So how do you prepare for big fights that have come in and what other strategies you use? Um, I, look, I don't, I just rock up. 
Yeah. Um, you know, I believe in my team. I've got a team overseas on the boys down here at Team Mellows, you know, Ty and, and Nige and, and the crew down here. They keep me fit when I, because obviously I live in Australia. They keep me fit while I'm here. Um, and then eight to 10 weeks out of a camp or a fight, I'll go overseas and, and train with my American crew. But I just, I just rock up, you know, and then I just listen to what they tell me to do. They say, Mick, run five, I'll run six. You know, if they yeah. tell me to do 10 rounds, I'll do 12. You know, whatever, whatever they tell me to do, I just do and then add that little bit more. And, um, I just go in there on fight night and believe in myself and my ability. And if you win, you win. If you lose, you lose. You know, it's it's that's life. I guess you've, to some extent, answered the next question. When who has been the toughest opponent you've faced or challenged, and did you do anything differently? My toughest opponent is me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, wow. You know, that's powerful. Yeah. You know, fighting is just a man with two arms and a head, and he bleeds red. Um, for me, my my toughest battle is myself. You know, some days I get up in the mirror and look at myself and just think, shit, you know, like I'm always contradicting myself and asking, am I good enough? And um, that's always the the biggest problem for me, you know, and as I've gotten older, I've gotten a lot wiser and smarter and I know how to deal with it, but I always question myself and, um, you know, I believe in my ability and I believe that I was born for this, but some days I think, you know, I question myself. Yeah. Um, I guess everyone does, you know, but... For me, like I say, you know, have I done enough today? Should I do more? You know, I'm tired, but I should be doing another session or, you know, I just always question my, what I'm doing and where I'm at. Mm -hmm. And that's been my biggest, biggest challenge. Yeah. And so leading on to that, what do you consider your biggest strengths and how do you use them in the Without giving away all your secrets. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, My biggest strength, I think, is just my, my attitude towards the sport. Um, You know, I used to, when I was young and I was fighting, I used to be like, you know, this is all or nothing. Um. And I used to put so much extra pressure on myself and be like, I have to win, I have to win, I have to win. And then I'd go out there and perform shit because I put all this extra pressure yeah. on myself. Now I just, my strength is it is what it is. It's in God's hands. Uh, I'm a big believer in God and, um, you know, I wouldn't be here without him. And, and like I said, if, if I win, I win. If I lose, I lose. As long as I'm in the gym and I give 100, 200%, um, you know, there's, there's nothing that, that's can, that can stop me. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it just is what it is. I like that mantra, like what will be, will be. Yeah, you Definitely. can't change it. You know, I don't go in the ring and try to be Floyd Mayweather. I jump in the ring and try to be Michael Zarafa. Yeah. And if Michael Zarafa isn't enough, then it wasn't my night. You know, it's just not meant to be that day. You yeah. know, he was just the better man. But I know when I'm in the gym, I've given 150%. So when I'm tired, I know that he's absolutely gassed because he wasn't doing the things I was doing. And, um, you know, and like I said, if it just, I've been beat before. And not yeah. because he was the better fighter, it just wasn't my night. It's a, it's interesting that you say that and all you can do is control is yourself in the gym and in your training and everything and push yourself as far as you can go. And as long as you know you've pushed yourself as far as you can go and to your limits, then you know comfortably you can go and then you can win. Yeah, 100%. That's, yeah. that's all I do. I just, like I said, I just go in there and I try to, I try to have fun. Um, that's, the, that's the key to being successful. Uh, if you hate what you're doing, then, you know, you're not going you're not gonna to last very long. Yeah. For, for me, I just get up every morning. I don't work because I love what I do. You know, to me, this isn't, this isn't work because it's, it's fun. I love it. I go to the gym. I'm with the boys. Um, you know, I'm an athlete. It's, mm. it's a fun life, but it's tough mentally, physically, emotionally. Um, some days, like I said, you just want to throw in a towel. You know, I, I did a talk last week at a, at, a, uh, at a football club and one of the young guys said to me, you know, like every morning or w- w- when you get up, do you ever like want to throw in a towel? And uh, my answer was every day. Okay. You know, every day I'm tired. I'm sore. You know, I've got body's aching, you know, but I just, you got to do it. You just got to rock up and, and the training does, the training tells you what you got to do. I suppose yeah. like people say, there's no such thing as motivation. It's more of what you want 
and what you're passionate about. And that's what drives you every day. I say to everybody, motivation is doing something you want to do it. Yeah. Discipline is doing it when you don't want to do it. That's right. So every day, you know, I have a lot of discipline Mm. and, and that's the key to success. You know, not mm. not doing something when it's all sunshine and rainbows and everything's going your way. It's not giving up and still having that same mindset when things are going great when it's yeah. not. It's all going wrong. Yeah. You know, like COVID years, I was in a training camp for 14 months because my fight kept getting delayed with Anthony Mundine. Oh but every day I had to stay positive and just in the gym, no one here, I just grinded away by myself, just the team. And you know, I was going home and none of that financially, you know, you weren't getting paid because I wasn't fighting. Yeah. Boxing is great money, don't get me wrong, but. You know, for 14 or two years, we're in a pandemic. It was like, you know, just training away around. for no reason. Yeah. You know? yeah, well, it's obvious it's not for everyone and you put everything into it. So like you say, it's easy to an extent, but like the work ethic that you have with boxing is not everyone can do that. Oh, well, like I said, it's it's in life, it's, whether it's uh, boxing, you know, football, a business, relationally, anything, you got to give it 100%. Yeah. And if you don't give it 100% with anything in life, you're not going to make it. You know, imagine giving a partner 30%. You know, it's not going to last long. If you try to open up a business, you're only putting 20%. You're not going to have a successful business or a successful relationship or a successful career. Everything I do, even if I'm playing marbles, I have to be the best. Yeah. Uh, if I'm shooting hoops. I can hoops, see him just sitting there really He looks very competitive. Yeah, 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 like, like, yeah, like if I'm shooting hoops with my niece or nephew, you know, like I've got to win. You know? yeah, yeah. That's just my mindset. And, and you don't always win. You, you don't. And that's life. Well, that is my next question. How do you deal with setbacks and losses? Not that, you know, you're having many. You're doing really well at the moment. But what sort of loser are you in the nicest way possible? Uh, you've got to be humble in victory and humble in defeat. Um, you know, if you lose, you just ask yourself, what did you do wrong? You know, and sometimes you didn't do anything wrong. It's, you've given 200%. You just gave 201. It just wasn't your night. It wasn't meant to be. The timing, just whatever whatever it was, it just wasn't your day. Just move on. Um, but I just I cop it on the chin. You know, you have your... You have your hour cry, you know, you, you're down and out. You don't feel like doing, you feel like shit. Yeah. But again, 24 hours, there's more to life than boxing. You know, yeah, that's you, so important. you know, that, that's, and that was my key thing to being successful. I always just said boxing, boxing, boxing. Boxing's my life. Without boxing, I probably wouldn't be here today. You know, yeah. it's, it's done a lot of great things for me, but there's more to life than boxing. I've picked up on so many things that you've said just so far in this this interview and you sound so profound and wise like you're only five days older than me <laughs> shout out send through the birthday messages guys it's next week thank you, thank um, you. and i can't believe i just sat here and asked michael zarafa what sort of loser he is yeah <laughs> that's good, it's a good <laughs> moving <question>. right on <laughs> can you share with us some of your major accomplishments you've achieved so far in your career uh well, how long have we got yeah. well what is like the one specific to you that are important that means the most yeah um that's a good question i mean you know i had three things on my tick off list as a kid um that was to have michael buffer the most famous ring announcer to, to announce my fight which yeah. i've done yeah. amazing to fight mundane I reached out to Mundine when he was when I was 13 years old on oh MySpace. Oh my goodness, that would have been so cute. Yeah, yeah. On MySpace, I reached out to him and said, <laughs> MySpace. Yeah, back then I said, um, I said one day I'm going to fight and retire. And he replied back, if you're looking to be beat, I'm the man to meet. And then <gasps> 13 years, back. yeah, 13 years later, I ended up fighting him and retiring. So that was my yeah. second thing. And my wow. third thing now is a world title, which I'm about to fight for in the next three months. So for me, every day is an accomplishment: getting out of bed and, and rocking up to the gym and training, and you know, just being that one percent better, um, learning every day. But um, for me, yeah, it's the it's the three the three tick off things for me, and I've nearly done all of them. So amazing! You just touched on it. Can sort you of jump forward a bit? Yeah. Can you tell us about your upcoming fight that yeah. you have? Yeah, yeah. I can't say too much. <laughs> um, but yeah, look, I've I've now been inducted as world number one, and I'm the mandatory to fight um, Lara 
who's a yeah. well, current world champion, former yeah. two-time world champion. He's fought some of the best fighters in the world. Um, Canelo Alvarez, the list goes on, Jared Hurd. Um, you know, he's, he's an absolute beast. So I'm grateful, you know, thank God every day I get the opportunity. It's been 23 years in the making. So, uh, so exciting. I you finally, should be so proud. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I haven't won it yet. So, but again, yeah, like I said, you just got to be there, yeah, grateful. You know, just got to thank God and, and uh, the people around me and, and the team. And there's a lot of people that were there at the start that aren't there now. And, um, and that's why I tell everyone, everyone says, what's, what's something you can tell somebody that wants to start boxing? And I always say, keep your circle small. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a huge, keep your circle small. Because yeah. everyone wants to get in. When you're winning, everyone wants to be. We call them backslappers. Yeah. Everyone wants to touch it back. And, oh, yes, I know Zarafa. And <laughs> then when it, when it's a dark day or you lose and, you know. Where are they? There's no one there. Yeah. You know, so, you know, your friends, your family, your trainers, you keep them small. Keep your circle very small. I, I think that's relatable to everyone anyway in any kind of friendship. I think if you have too many friends, it can get. Not everyone has the best interests at heart, especially if you're going well in your career. And everyone's happy for you and wants to be your friend when you're going well. Yeah. But if you're not going well or things go wrong, people just turn their backs. So, Oh, yeah, not everyone. I say this to everyone. Like, no one wants to see you do better than them. Successful yeah. people do mm. because yeah, we're on a different sure. path, uh-huh. you know. Yeah. But if you tell your friends now, even you guys, if you went to your friends and said, you know, I want to start this podcast and we're going to be have our own station stuff, I guarantee you, you know, the people you thought were the closest with you, with you would be like, oh, no, nah, no, nah, you know, you just do it, get a job. We're and, getting that. Relatable, you know, very relatable. You know, but as soon as you get there, you know, everyone wants to know you. I knew them. You know, I did this with them. And, and then they're uploading happy birthday, babe. And Yeah, that's happened. You know, and, and, and for me, like, I mean, I get a lot of hate because I'm the villain in the sport, you know, but people that actually know me like, oh, you're really nice. I'm like, you know, that's just my character. That's just my, you know, my role as a fighter. Yeah. But no one knows that I give back to, you know, to charities every couple of weeks and, and my fights go to charities and I help out with kids with disabilities and, you know, the aged care and all this stuff. But, um, you know, for me, that's a loud noise. That is real loud. <laughs> that's okay. Um, we are in the boxing gym We're in the gym boxing right gym. We're now, always guys, working. So. But, um, yeah, like I said, no one wants to see you do better than them. So they'll always try to – I always say each one teach one, you know, and, and find someone that's ahead of you so you can grow yep. or take someone on your level and grow together or so bring someone up. For non-boxing world people like myself and maybe half of our listeners, why are you perceived as a villain? Uh, well, go they, on, spill. Yeah, well, <laughs> spill. I mean, I've had some big fights, and uh, you know, when I fought Jeff Horn, I, I had to play not play a role, but I was basically like, you know, he's the nice guy, you kind of can't be that nice guy, yep. you're gonna have to throw a few f bombs and flip a few tables and throw a few water bottles. Interesting. And so, I, I, um, you know, I did that, and and you know, I won the fight, so I don't know why people are crazy, you know, like I. <laughs> I said what I was going to do. I went out there and I knocked him out. You did it. But um, you make people come in the door as well to come watch your fights because you're so engaging with people and your personality. Yeah. So people are drawn to you because of that. Well, that's the, that's the whole plan. Whether I say to everyone, whether you love or you hate me, you're going to watch me. That's right. Yeah. It's you know, like, so. an, like you're an actor as yeah, well. That's exactly right. You know, and, and I, I, my fight named The Pretty Boy, I mean, I, I tried so many years to shake that off. No, nah, you're not getting rid of that. I couldn't get rid of it. So I, I kind of roll with it now in the flashy suits, the glasses, you know, always having a fresh fade and, um, you know, the, the cheeky grins and, and, and yeah. I play that character a little bit but again you know I'm trying to take on that Anthony Mundine role you know yeah. and, and Fox Sports and all these guys say you know you play the wanker role good <laughs> so yeah, I don't know if I should, yeah I don't know if I should be you know offended or, or take it as a compliment but again, I think the fact that you're you can be so perceived like this is the first time I've met you and you seem so genuine and down to yeah. earth it shows that 
you're playing a really great role because yeah, yeah. I can see that that is absolutely just not who you are. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's all. I sometimes I get a little bit down because I read some of the comments and, and whatnot. I'm like, oh, geez, you know, they don't even know I played, me. And, yeah, yeah. Well, that day, Maybe there's yeah. an acting career <laughs> after boxing, but um, acting, look, singing, you've got yeah, it all. Well, oh, you can't box forever. I definitely can't sing. I'll tell you <laughs> that much. Acting. I, I wish I could, but uh, my vocal pipes just aren't the best. But oh, look, it, it sometimes can be a little bit disheartening because you know you read comments that aren't true. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But the people, like I said, you keep your circle small, and those that know you. Um, the ones that want to get to know you, uh, they can judge for themselves. And for me, if you're nice to me, I'm nice to you. You know, if you're rude to me, well, it goes both ways. Correct. With keeping that circle small, how do you balance your personal life with being an athlete? Like I know, congrats also on your recent engagement. Thank you, how thank do you, you balance yeah. all of that? Uh, look, it's tough, but again, you just got to find the right people. And you know, there's so many people that you think are the right people and they're not. And you learn that as the time goes on. And like I said, there were so many people that were at the start that aren't here now. Yep. Um, and you, you just, you just try to, you know, the, I don't really go out party. I've never been about that life. So the, when I'm not in the gym, I like just going for walks, dinners, go watch a movie. Um, and that's the time I basically get to just chill out, switch off from boxing. Um, but it's hard because when you go out, a lot of people recognize you and, yeah. oh yeah, Zarafa, when's your fight? You take photos and stand. I love that. You know, I love engaging and knowing that I get so much hate, but then I've got so much people that come yeah. up to me, like I'll get 10 a day, 15 a day. Um, it just it, it, it reminds me that I'm doing something great. Yeah. And if, you, if you're getting hated, whether it's good or bad, you know, media, um, it means yeah. you're doing something right. Yeah. Well, That's there is actually, no such thing in media as bad. No. Nah, I mean, there. you know, like I'm getting, I'm getting hated because I'm good. Yeah. It's not my problem. Te- sounds terrible. Yeah. yeah. You know, like it's not like I've, you know, hurt an animal or, you know, done something illegal. Yeah. I'm just, I'm a good fighter. Speaking of, what are the charities that you align yourself with? Uh, Beyond Blue. Um, yep. I'm a big, you know, and mental health. Um, I'm a big big uh, advocate for that because, I mean, I've been through it myself, um, you know, with the whole Dwight Ritchie situation, you know, yeah. that, that that hurt, um, you know, losing one of my, my good mates, Shane Tuck, you know, two weeks, three weeks after Dwight Ritchie Shit. took his own life and then, <clears throat> you know, a few other guys and, you know, recently we've just had another death in the boxing world um, who used to train here and tough, tough fighter and it took his own life again. So I just say, you know, like speak up, you know, don't, I'd rather, you know, get called week or a girl than having to attend one of my mates funerals you know what i mean like and it's not yeah. that's a bigger strength than what you can yeah, ever put yeah, out yeah like in the speak ring. out man like you feel like shit talk about it you know like i, I say it to everybody you know make sure you call me even if you hate me call me you know? i can tell you've got such a big heart about it as yeah well. like it's just everyone has their days like i tell you i wake up sometimes looking in the mirror and just think oh, thank god for clothes i just look like shit you know like my hair's not sitting right my this my that you know all this scar on my eye from the fight and and there's days where I put on a suit and I'm like, God damn, I look good. You know, like <laughs> good, you've got yeah, up. <laughs> you have your days, but I mean those days when you're not feeling you're not feeling it, you know, and, and that could be because you've had an hour less sleep or you've, you know, haven't yeah. eaten a carby a meal. It could be something that's off. But speak about it. It could be the smallest little, th- little thing that saves your life. And um, you know, I wish these guys that aren't here, you know, there's so many people that are here today that aren't here tomorrow. Yeah. And it's, it blows my mind. Like there's so many people that wake up today and they don't even know they're not gonna wake up tomorrow. It could be me. Touch wood could be any one of us and it's you know again touch wood but i just say man speak up yeah what is something you would want to tell your past self when you're younger that you wish you could tell them now to tell myself yeah um i wish i knew now like i said to keep my circle small yeah and um, my biggest inspiration is always me five years from now yeah so when i was seven it was me five years from seven yeah and then when i was whatever it just kept going you know from now it's me five years from now um, but I never knew 
everyone wanted to be a, a part of the Zarafa bandwagon. I was like, oh yeah, man, I got all these people and all. If I knew that back then, I would have just had the smaller circle. And that is the key to success, having a small circle. And I suppose having people around you that are inspiring, that yeah. are going places that have a positive outlook on life, like yeah, yourself, yeah. that well, are driven, because yeah. you are who you hang around, aren't you? Well, that's what I say to everybody, even like kids, adults, female, male, grandmas, grandpas, whatever it may be. I said, if you hang around five losers, you will be the sixth. Yeah. If you hang around five successful people, you'll be the sixth. It's yeah. the same outcome. Yeah. You choose your circle. Yeah, right. That's so, so we're good. looking at each other. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like you yeah, both, both want to do something great. You know, it That's might be right. small now, but again, you know, in five years from now, it might be less, maybe in five months from now, yeah. Yeah. you guys could have your own studio and, and think big. That's right. Yeah. Don't, 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 what's, there's no difference between you and the guy in front of me or the, you and the next podcasters and you and yeah. the best podcasters in the world. Yeah. It's just who wants it more. You know? I, that's definitely our outlook on life and why we've both cut off a lot of people from our life as well. Yeah, we Everyone's going to laugh. Everyone's going to laugh. Just make sure you laugh last. Yeah. That's right. We just say. away from our Lamborghini. Yeah. yeah you know, that, that's what I said. People bag me. I said, man, you can keep bagging me, but I'm, I'm cashing checks. You know, <laughs> follow me to the bank while I'm cashing my checks because they're big checks, you know, and these guys are, you know, sadly I feel sorry for them because, you know, if they knew better, they'd be doing better, Yeah. you know, but they comment on Instagram and, and they say some nasty stuff, you know, and, mm. You click on their profile picture. Like I had one the other day and he was literally a guy that was overweight and he was holding two goats. What? And I'm like, you know, <laughs> this right, guy has man. no idea what's going on. Nah. You know, so I always say, you know, when they hit me, hit me with some harsh stuff, I just say, man, I feel sorry for you. You know, if you need anything, reach out. Yeah. I think that's another good take home for people is to not let the haters get to you. And oh, man, haters are there. Haters come and go, you know. Yeah. And that means, means you've that made you, it. You need that's haters. Right. You need haters. They motivate you. Yeah, you know I mean? like, to prove them wrong, right? So you've got your last item to tick off on your list of three from Correct. when you were yeah. seven. What's next after that for you? Not that we're retiring you now or anything. Yeah, but look, I'm looking forward to it. You know, like I've put my body, I've fought everybody. I've been around for three, four years, man. Like when Mundine was fighting for world titles, I was on the undercards. You know, I've, I've fought everybody. I've been all around the world. I've fought eight world champions. Um it's tough, you know. I'm looking forward to the next chapter. I'm in the process of opening up my new gym now. Amazing. Um, so I want to. I said I don't want to be that fighter that hangs around who's 40, 45, and just copping punishment for these young guns. Yeah. For me, I want to, um, you know, fight for a world title, win it, and defend it as long as I can, and then hang up the gloves and you know leave a legacy behind that you know Zarafa fought everybody. Yeah. So yeah. is your plan after boxing? You're gonna. So you're opening up your own gym. Is that your plan after you? Yeah, just chill out. You know, hopefully I have more money that I know what to do with. Yeah, and just plan. You know, just chill out. You know, like I don't, I, I never. You can't plan for the unknown. Yeah, yeah, of course. Of course. People say, "What do you want to do in ten years?" Oh fuck, I don't know. I might not be here tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. I, yeah. I you, if you think about the past, you'll be depressed. If you think about anything in the lot in life, whether it's good or bad, if you think about the past, you will be depressed. Because if bad, it was good, depressed. It was good. You're depressed. It's not here. Correct. Anymore. Exactly. Yeah. And Stay if you, in the present. And if you think about the future, you give yourself anxiety. Yeah. Yes, so stay do. present. <laughs> today is today. Right now, I'm doing the heat podcast. That's it. You what know, legend. in an hour from now, I'm getting a, I'm going to my chiropractor. You know, I could drive and something happens to me, and I've planned for tomorrow. Yeah. You know, live now and give 100 percent now. Please don't, because yeah. I'm really keen to come and watch you fight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're <laughs> gonna have possibly. to try and 
come to your next we, fight, yeah. Just yeah, don't yeah. fight in Vegas. <laughs> well, Vegas. that's yeah, that's yeah, what it's looking like. So. <laughs> oh, shit. Hopefully, your podcast takes off and you can come <laughs> no, to America. Okay, but... uh, the heat listeners, we need a sponsor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's how it starts. You know, don't, think big, man. Like I, when I first started, I was training out of a garage and I was ranked like two thousand in the world. Yeah. Now I'm world number one. Unreal. It takes so time. Good. It's hard work. It's dedication. It's you know, getting. I've lost friends, families, relationships with people because I've chosen boxing. But that's how you know who your real people are. Yeah. Because you where you are. They should you know, be supporting you. 110%. And if you've got the closest people to you now and you say, oh, come for a drink. And you're like, oh, I've got some editing to do. Oh, no, you're a shit. You're this, you're that. Then you know they're mm. not the right people for you. Definitely. You know, they should say, oh, right, we'll, we'll stay at your joint. Then we'll, we'll order in, get some takeout or something, you know, and, and be there by your side. Yep. I mean, that's why I say, but keep your circle small because everyone only does something if it's in it for them. No one does anything for free. Thank you. 100%. No, no one does anything. always after stuff. No matter. It's always like even when you go for sponsors, it's like, well, if I'm sponsoring you, what am I getting out of yeah, it? Yeah, that's right. I say, well, if I could give you something, I wouldn't be asking for a sponsorship. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like for me, it's like, well, you're using me as a billboard. Basically, I'm giving you yes. advertisement. A human billboard. Yeah, man. Wherever I get media, you'll get media, you know, and it's it's basically helping the journey. And that's why you'll find that when I was, at, when I was in primary school, I had 100 friends, 200 friends. I don't speak to one of them now. Yeah. In high school, I was the same. I was the jock. I had 200 friends. No, you, you were the jock. Didn't speak really? to, don't speak to anyone now. <laughs> but I don't speak to anyone now. Yeah. You know, like keep your circle small. It's, it's, I can't alliterate that anymore. You have to keep your circle small. I think that's really powerful. Yeah, it's sinking in for me. Yeah. <laughs> you definitely. have to. You know, I, I reckon you can name three people, five people, not even, I reckon only three that you can actually rely Oh, definitely. I think now because like I've been Take away well from known. Family. Yeah, I've been well known and know a lot of people and everyone thinks they're my friend. But I think now I've changed. Like I can be friendly to people, but it's totally separate to who yeah. I let in. 100%. And that's what I say. Like when it's your birthday, you watch our birthdays are coming up. Happy birthday if I don't see you. Thank you. <laughs> You'll see how many Instagram posts you get. And I've taken it off Facebook for that reason. Oh, there you go. It's really um, – light on correct who remembers when, I, when it's my birthday and i'm grateful you know i thank everybody and i love everybody yep. that, that sends their messages but i don't know who they are well, where were you when i was down and out yeah yep. where were you when i lost where were you when i reached out for help yep. and you know i've had sponsors reach out to me after they've turned me down years later and said man i'd love to jump on board for 100 i've turned them down out of pride yeah wow oh man we'll jump on board we'll give you 200 grand a year and we'll give you this and a car and i don't want it because when i had nothing you didn't want nothing to do with me integrity really that is pride yeah. yeah like you know i'm not an asshole but you know you you gotta stand it you you live for you no one's gonna love you more than you i don't give a, if you can get married your parent no one's gonna love you more than you yeah no one's gonna have your back like you do 100%. or your best interest at heart i say this yeah. to everybody i mean my mom had the same discussion the other day she got sad because i said you don't love me more than i love me she's well, like i do love you more than you love me i said you don't that you think that, you that, I could just imagine your poor mum. <laughs> she was started crying. She's like, you know, like, don't hey, you fix that? Yeah, yeah. But oh, we were just generally having a conversation. But I said, I'm like, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I know you love me and I love you, but at the end of the day, like, I love myself more than you love me. Yeah. yeah. And if you don't, then you're lost. Yeah. You need to find yourself. Yeah. Do you do a fair bit of public speaking or speaking at football clubs? I do it all the time. Yeah. That's, I mean, I just. I was going to say, if you're not, do it. Yeah. I just, I'm sitting here now, like fangirling <laughs> I feel and like absorbing he, everything. After boxing, yeah. I think you should be doing something like I that. I do now. Like, I, I, I yeah. you know, I go to gyms and, and public appearances and this and that. And I talk and I just, it's, it's real. You know, I want to write a book and I've already got the name and, you know, I want to call it Michael Zaraf at the Road to Glory. You know, and I just, I don't make things, I just be me. Do you know just, what I find about your advice is that it's not glittery and in lights and super like 
oh my fucking god, like wow, it's grounding. Yeah. It's so grounding. Be it's real. humble and it's honest. Be real, you know. And, and if you're not real, you get found out. Mm-hmm. You know, and you can't please everybody. You know, if you're honest, you're rude. You're stupid to try. Anyway. You know, if you tell the truth, you know, like people just don't believe it. Mm. For, for me, I just, I be me. If you like me, you like me. If you don't, it's your loss. So yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. I, I just want to thank you guys for giving me the opportunity. Um, you know, the heat. If you haven't listened to it, jump on board. You guys are doing great things. Thank you. And Thanks, um, strive for greatness. Born for greatness. Strive for it. You know. All right. Just what do I have to tell myself? What's your little mantra? BFG. BFG. Born for greatness. No, just born for greatness. Great. Be confident, be yourselves. You're doing great things. Um, you know, to start to to uh, a great thing for you guys. I can see it. You know, you guys have got good good aura. So Thank just you. so do you. Just yeah, yeah. Try. Just and enjoy just, it. Just have fun. If just, you're not having fun, then you're not you're not in the right right job. Now just go get that win, yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Thanks, <laughs> Thank Michael. you. I appreciate Thanks it. Thanks so you. much, Michael. Cheers. Okay, guys, we want to introduce with you Michael Zarapa's coach, Ty. How are you? Good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, really good. Talk to us. Is he really actually a villain or? Oh, I don't think Michael's a villain. I think, you know, the media, the way that they portray Michael, he's, he's Australia's hardest working fighter. And I think in, in the past, a lot of the things that he, you know, he might have said and fighting, I think it all sort of started with the Jeff Horn fight. You yep. know, Horn yep. was sort of viewed by a lot of the Australian boxing public and, you know, the sporting fans sort of nationwide as, you know, the Aussie hero and, and the guy who sort of went from being bullied as a kid to go on and, and beaten Manny Pacquiao. And for a lot of Aussie boxing fans, he was he was the man, you know. Yep. So when Mick went up in, uh, in Bendigo and derailed his plans for a world <laughs> title, it, you know, it sort of shocked things. And, yep. and I think that's where sort of a lot of the general, you know, boxing public started to turn against him a little bit. But at the end of the day, he's, he's out there doing his best. So you can't blame the man. You so know? you beat... You beat up the kid that got beat up as a kid. It's rough. (laughs) (laughs) How did you get involved in boxing? Like, what is the origin of boxing for you? Yeah, so my uncle's um, Lester Ellis, a former IBF world champion. So he was Australia's youngest world champion. Yeah. Um, And we we opened up Team Ellis Gym about six years ago. So since then, we've just, um, you know, been training professional boxers and amateurs and just sort of everyday clients looking to get fit. Um, prior to the sort of, so it was just after Michael's second fight with Jeff Horn. Mm-hmm. Um, he approached us and, and was looking at a bit of a change of scenery and, and mixing up things a little bit. So myself and Nigel started working with him and yeah, it's been going smooth ever since. So that's when you met Michael after the Jeff Horn? Uh, I met, no, I met Michael, I would have been like 14 or something like that, 14, oh, wow. 15. So the first time I met Michael, his, um, his first fight was on uh, Team Ellis's very first promotion. So yeah. I remember that vividly. <laughs> um his his professional debut so and and i've known him you know ever since then but obviously he was he was training in another gym at that point and yeah we'd always sort of meet here and there because generally he would be fighting on our cards and, and our shows that we were putting on so at least once a year we'd sort of bump in but i'd never trained with him or anything like that up until the the camp for mundane it's interesting how small the boxing community is really like even when we we're speaking like you know morgs dwight brooklyn yeah. all them guys that i've trained with um so it's a really tight-knit community and i think um, once you're in it, it's such a good, strong community as well. Yes. We have each other's backs. Why do you do what you do? Why do you coach? What gets you up at the same dumb hours that these yeah, why athletes you- have to get up? <laughs> I think it's all, um, I mean, there's a variety of different reasons, you know, that people train boxing for, for different reasons. You get people that sort of come down just looking to, you know, get fit and, and sort of change their lifestyle that might be overweight or suffering from mental health and, they look at the gym as a, as a way, of, you know, of release really where they can sort of get in there and, and help shape their lives towards how they want it to be, you know. So that's obviously a, the everyday people that are sort of luck, looking at coming down and getting fit. For those people, it's it's awesome, do you know what I'm saying? And, yep. and you see the transformation they make physically and mentally. Um, for the fighters side of things, there's there's nothing like it when you're, you know, you're 
sitting there in the changing rooms and and you hear the music going and you hear your fighter's name called out and I get goosebumps just thinking about it, you know, we're walking out and we're about to take on the world. So, yeah, I think for me that's it's that feeling right there, you know, and, and obviously awesome. the camp yeah. and the whole way through is, is awesome. Yeah, every session that, that Mick puts in, we're putting in with him, you know, and, and we grow together and, you know, so, yeah, again, there's, there's no feeling like it. I love it. I suppose it's like you're in the ring with Michael when he's fighting yeah, as well. How do you keep Michael level-headed during his training camp? He's, to be honest, he's 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 developed a lot, and he's very level-headed nowadays. He's um he's, he's excellent. He commits himself to his craft, and I think you ask any trainer or anyone who knows Michael, you know, on a boxing front, they'll say that he's the hardest working fighter they've ever met. Yeah. Um, and I tested that as well. You know, I've never met a fighter that works as hard as him and and commits himself to, you know, their craft as much as him. You know, and really he puts his all in all, day in day out. And you know, boxing's one of those things. It's until you sort of reach the levels that Michael has it is very hard to continue on with, you know, when you're sort of at that four and six round level yeah. where, you know, you've still got to work a full-time job and I know Michael's working as a carpenter, like that sort of stuff's hard. Do you know what I'm saying? You're sitting yeah. there waking up at five in the morning, going from work from six till four, then you're getting into the gym, slaving away. Then you're sort of, you know, got to go home, do your runs. Like 100%. that's not easy. Do you know what I'm saying? And, and for people to, to have made it to the level that Michael's at, again, it's just a testament to his hard work and his commitment to the game. Oh, for sure. I remember Dwight had a full-time job and yeah. he used to drive down to Melbourne all the time and he used to run in the yeah. morning yeah. and he lived all the way in Cobram, so even further away from you guys. Yeah. Who gets more nervous in the ring? Who's who's levelling who? Yeah, I, To tell you the truth, the, the fight's the fun bit, you know, like in the sense that the fight is when it all comes together. You know, everything that we've worked on for the last, you know, eight to ten weeks and, and the game plan, it's... It's just showtime at that point, you know, it's, yep. it's business and, and it's not a case of nerves or anything like that, you know, beforehand because, you know, preparation expels fear. If you know that you've put everything that you could have in and, and myself and Nigel from the game plan to Mick and his application to the craft and learning it and applying the game plan, there's, there's no real need to be nervous. Obviously, there's moments where, you know, things happen in fights, people get cut, they get knocked down, you know, things and it doesn't always go your way. But, um, but I find it such a good metaphor for life that it's, um, yeah, again, it's just one of those things that you put your all into it and... Mm your hat in the ring and see how it goes but again there's no reason to be nervous if you know you've done everything you yeah can. how do you feel about the next upcoming fight fight for michael i think the um the next stage of michael's career is is everything that he's dreamed from you know dreamed for since he was a kid you know looking at putting that world title finally around his waist um it's been a long time coming for him you know and and i think to be honest it probably would have come sooner were it not for things like COVID and, yeah. and oh, setbacks definitely. that we had like i remember when michael first joined the gym like we were looking at fighting within a three-month period and that ended up blowing out to a year and a half just yeah. because of COVID yeah. lockdowns and whatnot. So, again, I think it's um, it's been a long time coming for him. He's um, he's at that age now where he's really matured into his career, into his sort of shape as a fighter. He knows what he possesses. He knows what he can do. Um, but, again, he's levelling up every every time he gets in there. So it's just exciting to see, you know, this stake of fights and, you know, the, the big fights overseas and even domestically. You know, there's a lot of things going on right now. So really excited for him and what's to come. So uh, Zarafa sort of alluded to us that he's hopefully going to tick off the third thing on his, you know, career list. What is there three? Is there one? Is there two? What's going to finalise your career? Like, what are you? What are your big ticket items? Oh, look, this. I mean, to have to have one of your fighters fighting for a world title is amazing. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's definitely. what trainers, fighters, managers, and promoters alike. It's all what we we look to achieve in the sport, and that's the highest level that we can. So to be fighting for a um, for a world title, you know, no matter the fighter, it's it's amazing. But never mind the fact that Mick turned pro on our shows all those years ago, and yeah. we've known him, you know, since we were kids. You know, the family have. So.
we've always sort of been on this journey together, you know, both our events and Michael's fight career. And now it just sort of got to a position where they're sort of intertwined a little bit. Working and, together. Yeah, exactly. We're working together a lot more, you know. So mm-hmm. it's, um again, it's it's what we're in it for, you know, and, and you don't want to, you want to challenge yourself, do you know what I'm saying? And, and yeah. there's no point sort of going out there and being a fighter if you're not looking to fight the best, you know. And, and Mick's always thrown his hat in the ring, always tried to fight the hardest the hardest fight that there was available for him. So, um, yeah, it's it's just really exciting to see now it's starting to pay off at this point in his career. It's interesting because, um, like you said, Michael said before that he has to get prepared for a fight and the things he does. But you're getting prepared for the fight as well. So it's just as much on you. You've got to be up early. You've got to be ready. You've got to be on point to make sure you're right for Michael. So it's not just Michael's fight. It's essentially still yours yeah, as well. Yeah, definitely. You know, like, obviously – you know, at the at the lower end of things, it's you know that it's hard to sort of find footage on guys where you're fighting four rounders and there's kids turning pro and and you don't know a whole lot about the guy that you're fighting. But the guy that Mick's fighting next up is a you know former world champion. He's a he's a high level amateur. You know, he's he's from one of the most respected and, and well renowned boxing nations in in Cuba. That's obviously has one of the best amateur systems worldwide. So he's um he's a crafty veteran and and he knows what he's doing. You know, so. With in, in that regards, for, for me as a trainer, obviously, you know, the task at hand is, is a lot harder than it, than it might be for sort of a, a lower level fight. But in turn, the, the research and the footage and all those things are there that we can sort of plan around those things. So we can we can watch a lot of the fights back and, and see where he's at, you know. Yeah, make form. a game plan yeah, for exactly, the fight you know, and everything. So that sort of stuff, I suppose, Mick's obviously got to put in the physical hard work. But myself, it's, it's a case of coming up with those right game plans and giving him those right patterns and those combos that we're looking for and um, yeah, just sort of building on as we go yeah which is huge as well who are some of the other people that you coach yeah so mick's obviously my main pro that we're sort of working with at the moment um i train tala harris who's the current Mm. um she's a two-time australian professional boxing champion and also the um aflw premiership player she won last year with melbourne yeah um i train nelson asafa solomona from the melbourne storm yes um clay smith who who won a premiership with the doggies back in 2016 um and then i've got three undefeated prospects that are sort of fast rising through the ranks Um, Mitch Leake, who's had a six fight, six wins. Tommy Fitzgerald, who's the head trainer of Team Elishim. He's 3-0. and um, And yeah, there's a, there's a lot more sort of kids coming through the ranks as well amazing. as amateurs and whatnot that are coming amazing. through. Well, it's clear that you're an amazing coach. All mm-hmm. the people that you coach and how well they're doing is just a testament to your craft and you, yeah. your game plan. To wrap it up, it's a question that we ask everyone on our podcast, The Heat. What is one thing you know now that you wish you knew earlier in life? I think if there was something that I could sort of tell myself in my younger years, it would be, you know, obviously the the hard work sort of has always been there, but it's a case of, you know, not not allow not sort of being too obsessed with the result, yep. miss the moment. You know, if, yep. if if you're sort of that focus on the result and and you sort of miss the journey, you know, the whole way through, and and that's a little bit of advice I give to my younger self, where it's like you don't want to be that neck deep in it and that you know full-on invested in whatever else you know you've sort of got going on that you miss what's happening the whole way through so yeah i think that's a bit of advice that's awesome that's interesting because michael touched on the same thing saying don't live in the past don't live in the future live in the present and how important that is to stay in the present so obviously you both are very close and you can see that you are a tight circle because you all have the same mantra and outlook on life and the game plan. It's funny that you mentioned that because we've yeah, spoken about that. Yeah, you weren't even just, here, yeah, yeah. so that's super interesting. Who would have thought that the team was aligned? <laughs> <laughs> that's good news. It's, it's good. really it's good, good news, yeah. <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much, and, um, Ty, for coming on. Yeah, Anytime, we're very excited. We're we're hopeful to come and watch his, his next fight. But, um, sure. yeah, we'll see no, how we go. You welcome whenever. Thank you very much. Beautiful. Thank you Thanks, so much. Thanks, Ty. Yeah. Thank you.